So it's early in the morning. I am here at the studio, ready to record, and Nick's about five minutes late, so I give him a second. And about ten minutes late, I text him, see where he is, and then we get to about fifteen minutes late, and I call him. Guess who's still in bed, fifty minutes away from the studio. Needless to say, we're going to have to uh, record a different day. So just shows the level of professionalism that we uh, we bring to this pod. So see you next time. Okay, here we go. What? Are we good? Do you need it to be louder? Put on the ones and the twos. You don't oh, know what yeah. you're talking about. You don't know. Check the levels. <laughs> check, check. Just like Gino. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Bare Naked Ladies Are Us after a few months' absence, but that's not going to make a difference. Yeah, you, you guys will know. Yeah, you don't know how many months it's been since we last saw each other and recorded this, or both showed up to record this. But All right, all right. <laughs> um, so, I'm JD. I am Nick. And and we're talking Maroon today. The, yeah. was it, it was technically, what, the fifth album? The fifth Bare Naked Ladies album. Studio album. album. Um, anything new happened since we last talked before we get into Maroon from your end? The f- <laughs> no okay no. i mean i was i was gonna talk about the holidays how, happen yeah christmas happened. you know i i don't think we talked about this last time i think it was after i saw steve Stephen page yes um, in traverse city michigan for a show um a solo show and that was awesome i i had it's we've seen bnl together um probably times. half a dozen times yep. or at least total we've seen them half a dozen times most of them together um but we've seen them all post 2010 Yes. We we all it's been all post breakup, so we've never seen Steve, and there have been a couple times he's come around. Um, when I lived out in L.A., I had a couple chances, and then even here, but it was super expensive. Like it was a small venue before the last time we had the chance, and it was like fifty five, sixty bucks a ticket. And then I'm like, I don't, I just I can't. Justify That's where I was that. at. I was jealous. You were he came closer to you, and mm-hmm. you saw him, and I was excited for you. And then he was coming closer to me too. Yeah. But it was across the border into Canada, and it was mm. a work night, and I yeah. just didn't make it. And this, I saw this one announced. This was in Traverse City, and my company's headquarters is in Traverse City, Michigan. So I was like, sweet, I'll go up to Traverse City for a work day yeah. and have the show there that night. Um, I saw the show announced um, pretty quick. Oh, no, I sorry, I got into the pre-sale pretty quick. So I was second row right in the center, and it was him and Craig Northy, who's one of his writing partners and, and um, stuff like that, and they were great. Um, definitely different than you would think. Uh, definitely different than like a bare naked ladies show, right? Because it's right. It was the two of them and, and two guitars, and then Steve played piano for a couple songs. So it was definitely a bit more laid back. But I mean, Craig acted like he was part of bare naked ladies. Like they were both um, very improv-y, you know, yeah. like what you expect from a BNL show. Um, he bounced, you know, Steve bounced off of Craig a lot, and you're kind of like, I don't know if you're gonna be funny, but he was. <laughs> he was hilarious. Um, Good. And I was trying to get the set list up real quick because I I I refound it before we came. But it was a good mix of BNL and his solo stuff. And I have been a big fan of his solo stuff. I think you can tell with the albums he's done by himself. So he did Page One and then Heal Thyself yep. Part One and Two. When you listen to those, I feel like when you go back and listen to earlier BNL or just any BNL, um, Maroon especially, I feel like you can hear the songs that Steve was a big part of. Yes. The songs that like he wrote um, or, or like influenced stylistically, if that's a yeah. word. Yeah, there was a bonus track, I think, one of the previous albums that we talked about that I believe I said on the pod that 
sounded to me very much like it belonged Steve Solo stuff on a page, uh, page one yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember which which one that was off the top of your head? Because I don't. Uh, <laughs> off the top of my head, no. Well, uh, she's on time. Oh she's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. From Stunt. So, um, it came out started with All Been Done and then Jane and Jane is one of my favorite. We've talked about this. One of my favorite uh, from their whole catalog. Yeah. So that was one of those moments where it was just surreal to finally, after ten, well, I guess nine years yeah. at that point, hear that song. You know, to really kind of experience that. Um, but then he played a lot. You know, the, my biggest complaint as far as, far as setlist was he only played um, a new shore off of page one. And I love a lot on page yeah. one. And the new shore that is, is my fantastic. favorite one off that. Album, yes. Yeah. And it but. was great. But there were so there were a few that I wish he didn't um, that he didn't play that. I wish he did. Um, other BNL songs, War on Drugs, which we'll talk oh. about next episode, the, the actual track. Great. Um, that was that was like shivers powerful. You yeah. know, that was crazy. And then, um, of course, the, and he played, a, you know, one of the things that he played from the uh, his newest album is called Looking for the Light. That's off Heal Thyself's Part 2. That's a great one. That's fucking killer. That could it's stand so on any beer naked. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and then Feel Good Summer. Or not, I'm sorry, that one's a good one, but I Can See My House is one that I really like as well. Um, but then he played Good Boy. Um, and then the, before the encore, he hit, he did Break Your Heart, The Old Apartment, and Brian Wilson. And Break <laughs> Your Heart, I tell you what. I mean, that's yeah. the same as Jane, where it's like, that's a Steve song, and when he comes out, right. and, and he, like, did it off mic. They just went to the front of the stage and just started belting it, yeah. and it was just, you know, he gets to that part, and you're just, like, in all, it was, I'm getting shivers thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh. like, I was, I was going back and forth up until the day that oh, the really? concert was <laughs> over there, and I just, like, I was Jeez. tired, whatever, mm-hmm. but I was almost going just because wanting to see that back your honestly yeah those were that was one of the couple that i was like this is going to be worth it just for like this song yeah um and then the last the, the encore was powder blue which we'll talk about today okay. and then um call and answer which again it's like those are some so it was a great show steve was on point um he made a couple jokes about bnl um not like poking fun at them but poking yeah. fun at his time with them um, and then his solo stuff. So he said there were like, you know, he's like, there are three different people here tonight. There are people who um, <laughs> love uh, my solo stuff and have heard a lot of it and are excited to hear certain tracks from it. Yeah. There are some who know me from Bare Naked Ladies and are, you know, maybe have heard a, a, a solo track or two, but are interested to hear the rest. And then there's a third group of you who are like, I didn't know he wasn't in the band anymore. <laughs> you know, <stuff laughs> like that. But we're not here to talk about that at all. Not we're here at to all. talk about Maroon. Yeah, their fifth just album. Cut that shit out. Yeah, that's, that's that, that was boring. That was bullshit. Um, we're talking about Maroon. Going back to matters. the year two thousand. What's recording here? So it doesn't bother me. Yes, going back to the year two thousand. Um, uh, September twelfth, two thousand, to be to be concise. Um, so I don't really have honestly too much in terms of like the production on this album. I know that Don was 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 the producer. Yep. Um. That they, I believe they had worked with him before on some stuff. Uh, don't quote me on that. But overall, um, what are you, what are your uh, thoughts on this album? Oh, you know, production wise, that's always my strong suit. Um, <laughs> I've got nothing there. No, what do you what do you um, think on the for the album? Great album. Yeah, it's a like fantastic follow up to Stunt. Mm-hmm. Just another album that is solid from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they could have followed stunt better than this. I agree. I, I, I think this is, I, I feel like this album is their first foray into, I, I, I can't say more serious songs, but maybe more contemporary sounding songs. Sure. Like, um, cause at the core, like this is a pop album. 
Like they yes. are, it's a pop rock album, a pop rock band. And I think this, so I personally think this is, and I thought about this a lot. I think this is their best album from start to finish. I think this is their most consistent for me, best album. Yeah. And I, so I agree that they couldn't have followed it up better with their best album. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think, you know, yeah, maybe they could have improved on there. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think like, and we'll talk about this as we go. Um, they have a few more serious sounding songs. Yes. Um, we, you know, I think of like conventioneers and, and maybe not sell, 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 but I'm um, conventioneers uh, uh, off the hook. They have yeah. that more contemporary early two thousands, like adult, con- adult contemporary yeah. rock. Um, and I like that cause it's balanced throughout with um, some, some more some playful quirky, songs. Yeah. yeah. But not like the classic, you know, fun. Uh, we'll talk about this next episode with everything to everyone. I feel like the quirkiness on this album is perfectly done. I think even – not so much stunt, but, you know, you think yeah. about Born on a Pirate Ship, and I think someone, everything to everyone, go a little too try hard, I think. Um, and I know that you might disagree with that. But uh, – Yeah, we'll get was, into it later, right? <laughs> that's, that's later. That's that's next episode. But I think that this album was just – it balances everything kind of like stunt did um, yes. really well. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm – quite there with you on best album mm-hmm. but i <clears throat> excuse me i don't know how you would exclude this album from the conversation absolutely yeah yeah well and i also think there's always the conversation of like best versus favorite too yeah like i personally think this is for me it's both their best album true. and it's my favorite album by them but i have plenty of bands that i go i know that technically this is your like from a technical production songwriting standpoint this is your best album yeah but this one over here is my favorite no that's a good point that is probably where exactly where i'm at this is sure. probably the best but maybe not my favorite well i think stunt's a good contender for best too i think stunt um could just in terms of obviously commercial success and stuff so um taking an interest you know taking a step back looking at this album um pinch me was the lead single yep and i i remember reading probably that we call yeah. Well, you know, I think there are some other contenders, though. And I, I we talked about this on the last uh, album, I believe, or on the last episode. We found an interview with Steve where he, or with, with Ed where he went through all the old albums, like yep. kind of talked about each one. I think it was leading up to Silver Ball or maybe Gritting Streak or something. Yes. Uh, I think it was Silver it's Ball. Silver Ball. But because uh, he put that as his favorite. Yeah, because it was the one they had just done, yeah. which I was like, okay, <laughs> fucking whatever. You're like, um, oh, <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <Right>. But. Uh, <laughs> But he had one note he had mentioned was he felt that Steve and he didn't seem like to say this with Venom that Steve may have been a little je- jealous or resentful that this you know because I think yeah because they said, made a conscious effort to put Steve as the more front man yes exactly exactly and then the song that came to be their biggest hit was one of the few, few that Ed sang that on that Ed album sang. and one thing that was interesting was I believe it was this album or because yeah and th- this was the album where um, they only song wrote as Steve and Ed. Like for the for the albums leading up to this, yep. uh, his friend Stephen Duffy had had worked with him on some, on Steve. They'd kind of co-write songs together, but for this particular album and moving forward for a while, only Steve and Ed were writing the songs. Or, or sorry, the songwriting was kept in the band, so yes. only band members were contributing. So that's why we we hear Kevin on this album for the first time. We hear Kevin and Jim on the next album a lot more. Yes. Um, but so that was that that was one, was one note from a songwriting aspect was um, it was every song is just written overall basically by by Stephen ed i think i read maybe that um baby seat was written with Stephen duffy yes. but this was the last one um for with bnl because for the rest of it the policy was 
right in the album, right in the band. We're keeping it in the family. Yeah. So so Pinch Me was, was released as the first. Let's, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Let's just go into into the first track. Should we just yeah, do that? So we just start it? Let's see if these audio levels work. Um, yeah, so play so some let's try it. Too Little Number Too Late. Number one, Too Little Too Late. I don't know if people necessarily disagree with this. I don't think this, I'm not saying, so I'm saying like, I don't think this is a, like a crazy opinion. I think this goes up as a classic with every other one of their classic songs. Oh, like, yeah. like, um, pinch me in one week and stuff. This song is fucking killer. I Off think this may be, um, is it silver ball with bringing it home? No, that's, um, fake, that nudes. fake nudes. Or are you thinking, trying to think of the opening track? Yes. Um, Silver Ball opens with... I'm thinking of Get Back Up. Get Back Up. Da, 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 yes. Da. Yeah. That's a good song. Um, but off the top of my head, this yeah. is definitely my favorite album opener. Here the way they band. come in. Here, here it's band. Yes. But, Even over that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a classic song, but in right. terms of like how they start an album and right. flows. And set the mood, too. And set the tone for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think this is just yeah. killer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also think, you know, I the with Bare Naked Ladies up until we started recording, I hadn't really listened through their albums very consistently. Um or very recently, I should say. Yes. I think the the one two punch of this and never do anything is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the way this song ends and then it goes right into the right into like I think it's a great it's a great combo. So no. I mean, you know, the it, it's I don't know. This is just a, a classic perfect pop rock song yeah it's got good mu- a good um uh catchy riff it's got a really easy to to sing along to chorus yep um i love the clap along for it so i mean this one is hard to not try and like air drum right when it starts right off. yeah and i you know I, I will say we'll talk about this when we get to the songs i think some of the the more contemporary slower songs in the back half um i do feel a little uh bad for um tie for to tyler because there are a lot of bare naked lady songs that are beautiful, but he doesn't really get to shine. Yeah. And I think a lot, I, I think about that a lot with their more recent albums too. Um, there's just not a lot of intense drumming, right? Which isn't bad, but I think songs like this are where he really gets to like shine, you yeah. know, show and, that he's one of the best drummers of the century. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, I've coming out with it. Yeah. That's my hot take okay. for the episode. Wow. All right. I mean, I, Tyler, I got your back, baby. <laughs> if we ever get the opportunity to interview him that's what we have to lead with now on a previous episode nick said that you're one of the best drummers of the century thoughts yep. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it there that's the only question when we yeah get a chance thanks to okay so that. ed yeah I just to... yeah no i mean i i well, your time, guys. <laughs> i think i think you texted me this about i forget if it was about maroon or everything to everyone but you said i think it's going to be really hard for me to say negative things about this album uh yeah in general both of them yeah um, for me, especially this album, I, I, I think this is going to be a really boring episode because we're both just going to go, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> Every, yeah, this is a good one. Um, so that being said, let's move into, um, never do anything. This, I know I just said this about too little, too late, but I honestly feel like this is 
in my kind of overarching view of their discography, one of the most underappreciated tracks. Because I don't know if they've played it if they played it live much outside of promoting that album. Um, I don't think Steve sings it much anymore. Obviously, BNL don't anymore. Right. I think it is one of their. It is such a good song. I think it's it's just as good as Too Little Too Late in terms of uh, the the vibe that it sets. Like I said, the one two punch of just like two fun upbeat poppy songs that are a little silly. Um, but not in a, not in an over, not in an annoying way. It's not like, it doesn't feel like a joke song. Yeah. It just feels, you know, I talk about this with Ben Folds a lot where his lyrics are funny, but they're not, but they're not like yeah. joke songs. They're not, they're not parodies. They're not trying to make fun of something. They're just funny lyrics. Right. And I think, uh, this is a great example of that. Yeah. There's a lot of like really witty, good lyrics. Yeah. Witty's a good, yeah. There's a yeah. lot of like single lines where I hear it and like coming back to him, like, man, that's a. That's good, right? Great line. Yeah, yeah. I love the second half where it, where it kind of has like the tone shift. Yep. And I love, I love Steve singing. Um, they could kiss my ring and, and then kiss my yeah, ass. Kiss my <laughs> like he just holds it out. When I when I listen to that part of the song, I go, that sounds really cool. And then I listen to him singing it here, and I'm like, that sounds really cool. But I also feel like ass is not a word that gets written in lyrics a lot. Right. Because like, it, and so it's a little bit jarring, but it fits so well because you know the. He's got such the, the character of the song has such a little such an arrogant attitude in that second half about like if I were in charge I would do this they'd kiss my ass like it's like right on brand for that character yeah. that he's portraying so I love that back half of that song um, and I am disappointed to to not hear this um, live pushed ever. up there yeah. yeah not to hear it live oh, ever not to hear yeah, it in like, there yeah in yeah Recognized, talked about the yeah the credit that it's due exactly exactly so yeah. Um, life passed me by, but it's not my fault. Yeah. That's, How do you, yeah. It's good. And you know, I think I, I, I like a lot of the, um, lyrical content on this album as a whole. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that as we go. And I do think that there are a few songs, this one included where he's kind of playing a character and trying to prove a certain point about, yeah. um, personality flaws or something like that. And this idea, yeah, life passed me by, but it's not my fault. Even if I had all this time, I wouldn't do anything. Like, kind of just talking yeah. about the overall, like, yeah, I'm a Fill little. Fill my pockets with more than lint. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's great. It's 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 really, really great. Oh, and we'll Steve. talk about this, too. I don't know why I bring it up now. This album and their next uh, gets a little political and not, yeah. like, overtly strong. Not, you know, overly strongly, but strong to making a point. Yeah. Um, which is which is just interesting because you don't really think of. There are definitely some on BNL or me or men that are pretty yes. overtly political. Um, but the ones here are, I don't feel as are, I don't feel are as overtly political. No. And um, one of them on the next album, mm-hmm. I did not realize was political. Neither did until... I. Is it second best? No. Oh, what, which, oh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Okay. It. Yeah. We'll yeah. Sorry. It. Sorry. Yeah. Hold your horses. Okay. Right okay. <laughs> Let's just move on to pinch me. Climb the stairs up to my room. Sleep away the afternoon. So good. This, this is just a timeless <clears throat> classic from him. This is, and I know that we try to keep this towards the end. This is m- my favorite track of all time by Bare Naked Ladies. Straight up favorite Bare Naked Ladies song. Um, when I was in high school and early college and like kind of dating girls and talking about music with them and stuff, yeah. I always said that, and I still stand by this. I still stand by that. This song, if you had to, if you had to 
describe your personality or describe who you are in one song, this is the one that I would pick. Um, part of me did that because it's a funny song. The yeah. lyrics are funny, but it's also very melancholic. Yes. You know, it, uh, kind of slightly depressing, um, weirdly nostalgic. I, and I don't know if, if this makes sense, but I feel like it's a song that invokes nostalgia even if you've never heard it before. It kind of makes you just like think. Yeah, it just has that tone to it. Yeah. I was sitting um, on the summer this uh, on the dock this summer mm-hmm. at my grandparents' lake, and mm-hmm. uh, my dad started playing this, and it's just like, you just hit. It's like it just hit. It's yeah. just the perfect song yeah. for that moment. Where right. It's like this is a perfect, beautiful day. Yeah. And you just it fits. It just fits, man. Yeah. I that I think that's a perfect example of exactly like that mood that yeah. it, that invokes and. Um, it's a live classic. It's a song that I never get tired of whenever I hear it. Um, I would say this is probably the song I hear from B- from BNL out in the wild the most. I've heard this song at Kohl's multiple times. I've heard it, you know, like at like an Old Navy or a grocery yeah. store in LA at, at Ralph's out when I lived out in LA. I heard it a couple of times. I don't know why. Um, and I, and I would hear their God rest you merry gentlemen around Christmas time too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I hear this song out in the wild a lot. Um, I love Kevin's. I'm pretty sure it's a reverse guitar solo, like played in reverse, which is why it sounds like that. Or it's got some crazy ass uh, tones. I, I yeah. might be misremembering what I what I read once, but um, I love the guitar solo at the end. Yeah, I love the um, again. It's it's kind of like it's got goofy lyrics. Obviously, the classic. I um I could hide out under there. I just made you say underwear. Like yeah, and like the life changes. To yeah, change into my sister's clothes. Yeah, it's that's the, it's so much fun. Yeah, man. Uh um, is this the song that they throw? Yeah, they throw underwear on stage. A lot of fans yes. do. I just made you throw underwear. Yeah. Yeah. The Ed will put it on the, his guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin's around. got it at the end. And Jim's. Do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I think this is one of the most um, important songs in my life that I've ever, that I, yeah. that I think of in my canon, in my canon. Um, one of the most important songs to canon? me. It's canon. I think this is canon. Okay. I think it's canon. Okay. Um, it's canon now. It oh, wasn't yes, until yes, I said it. Yes, um, of course. But uh, but no, I. But now I, it's in the BNL universe. <laughs> I can't wait to read the the wiki and all this after it comes out. Um, no, yeah, I, whichever I, one of you makes a wiki for this podcast, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, and start it. Make sure that's the first thing that yes. that you say. It is a podcast start about with this. episode five. <laughs> then work your way backwards. Yes. and then forwards. Five, one, two, three, four, six. Um, Perfect. No, yeah, I, I, I just adore this song. I think the production is beautiful. I think it's timeless. I yeah, think I think this lyrics... is the perfect example of everything that BNL can do. Yeah, it's that's got great. The quirky, yeah, it's exactly. Got the good lyricism. Yeah, because you know, one week is a great example of how funny they can be, but it's also more on the lighter side. Yes. you're exactly right. This, Where is this a has great... the deeper tones. Absolutely. The... Yeah, that's I, I, to- I completely agree. I completely agree. Okay, moving on. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Is that what they say That's, at the yeah, end? Yeah, it is. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because I I read something that they were like, oh, it's not certain, but it is. Where it does that come yeah. from? That and um another postcard. Um, Steve says like something like "fuck off" or um "fuck fuck" or something like that does in the he? song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever caught that. In that yeah, one. it's it's right in the beginning. It's the it's when he's kind of whispering that it goes pop pop, and then Ed goes can't imagine so many monkeys like right in that yeah. first line. It's like or fuck off or something okay, like that okay. um but uh yeah man so weirdly and i i'm this is a negative thing but i mean it on an overall scale 
this is one of the two tracks that impresses me the least on this album. I d- but that is, you know, like when I think of Pinch Me as a 10 out of 10, yeah. I'm thinking of this as like a 7. Right. And I'm not saying this is a bad song. Um, I like it a lot. I actually really like the sort of swingy, almost country vibe you could say is in there. Yeah. Um, but it's also one that I don't go back to um, over. You know, when I go to listen to Maroon, I'm not excited. Right. Like, I'm not going back when to I'm listen to When I'm going to pick up tracks, I'm not necessarily heading yeah. for this one first. But I like it a lot. I, I love it's Steve's fun. lyricism. It's I love the um, Joan of Arc and Catherine the Great lines, yep. like the, the kind of his, historical stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's smart. I think it's smart, too. I, I still just – I love the fuck yeah at the end mm-hmm. because right. I can't – like it, it – at one on one hand, it kind of feels out of place for them because right. they're so like not swearing right, right. almost ever. But then it feels like perfect. That's exactly what they well. would do. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I, I, I think – whoa, shit. Sorry there. I just hit my microphone. Well, I hit the Ooh. I hit the pop filter. The pop filter. The pop. pop. Um, but uh, no, I love I, I like I like this track a lot. Uh, I don't. I think it is maybe. And again, this is on an album that is to me just about perfect. I think it's maybe the weakest or one of the couple weakest tracks. Okay. But not in like a. Um, you know, this song is bad way. Not yeah. Like so, I, we texted about this too, and we do everything to everyone. I think there are a couple of tracks that could be left off. Them's fine words. I'm not saying that about this song at all. I don't think "Go Home" could be left off. Yes. Um, I just think I when you here. when you have an albums of nines and tens that and even some eights. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good song. Good song. You know what I'll say about this album as a whole too, with the exception of the hidden track. It's yep. twelve songs, and we've talked a lot. I, I 12, think we've talked a little 12 bit. Twelve and a half. Yeah. Well, call it twelve, but. 12 official tracks. Yes. And I think we've talked about this on their previous albums and we'll talk about it in the next one. I feel like some of their albums are a little bloated and I don't think this is one of those. Like there well, are like the like 20 that's on. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. 15, I guess. Yeah. On, on 15 20, on but... Gordon. I think there's like 13 on um, born on a pirate ship or something like that. Yeah. Um, I think this, I think stunt even is 12 or 13. Maybe correct. Me, you might be maybe. stunt will be 13. Thir- so yeah, stunts even Not a little long is. is right. They're adding more to stunt. Yes. <laughs> 20 some years later. Um, I, I yeah, they feel just like release the anniversary edition and they have and more songs. after that. Now they're going back. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot this one. Um, uh, but Guys, yeah, I think never th- guess what I found. <laughs> that's where it was. <laughs> Um, I, I think 12 songs is a great uh, length too. Yes. So, so no, I don't feel like there's any, fill- that was a good way. There's no filler on this album. There's no filler. All, All right. hits. What's next? All right. The next one. Number five. Calling for the first time. Uh, another classic yeah i feel like i went through phases with this song where it was one of the first ones i heard because it was on the best of yeah um um uh if you've heard this is it what's that one called all our greatest hits it's on all our greatest hits yes um so i've known it for a while yeah volume one um and then i went through a phase where i was like i got kind of tired of it i think it felt kind of samesy for a while because like the tone doesn't really shift much throughout the song you know there's no like build especially if you're listening to that album that's a lot of harder hitting it up front yeah yeah exactly a lot of that similar tone that's true that's very true yeah i, I think you're it's exactly right to, and yeah. so i think because of that i got kind of maybe bored of it 
um, or I'd skip it. And then I saw it live, you know, like a second or third time live. And I was like, God damn, that's killer. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't, you know, I, I think this is one of those two. I, I, I think a lot of Ed songs, well, Steve's too, actually. Bare Naked Lady songs have a tendency to be a little self-effacing or poking fun at yourselves, being yeah. very introspective. Um, and I love that idea of I'm so cool, too bad I'm a loser. Because I feel like that I, I, I have moments where I go, I'm a likable guy if I wasn't so damn annoying. Or, like, <laughs> I'm a likable person if I didn't talk so much. Yeah. Um, I could be with the cool kids if I was cooler. You know, like, I I, I empathize with this song a lot. So um, I, I, I love the, the lyrics of this song in particular. Yeah. This is another – this whole album is just perfect for mm-hmm. blasting in the car. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, it's catchy. I think a couple months ago I was listening to this on the way driving back to my parents' place. Uh-huh. And just blasting it. Yeah. Just screaming the whole time. And I got home. My voice was a little raw. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. my siblings were just like, what the hell is wrong <laughs> with you? You lost your voice singing in, in the, the car. car. <laughs> like, you asshole. How do you not say along right. to Fallen for the first time? <laughs> it's just a belter. <laughs> oh, it's good, man. It's it, Yeah, exactly. It's one of those songs where um, this definitely gets into the live rotation still. Oh, yeah. um, occasionally and it's it's great it's great whenever it does um i was uh thinking about i don't know if you ever listened to this but in 2010 uh when they did their first show post steve it was in orlando and they released the bootleg bnl released the the recording okay. and i was looking back on that and i don't have it up right now so don't ask but i was looking back at the track list and it was such a great mix of everything that they had done up to that point you know, they played Sound of Your Voice, they played Shopping, they played all these kind of cooler, slightly deeper cuts. And it just made me nostalgic for those times because we've talked about this before, but you see them live and it's like a couple of the new tracks, uh, a few of the new tracks yeah. nowadays, all the great, all their greatest hits. All the greatest hits. And then maybe... Not the album, but most right. of the songs from Technically most of it, yeah. And then one or two slightly deeper cuts. But I honestly yep. feel like those slightly deeper and cuts are things theme. like... The Big Bang theme, yep. But the deeper cuts are like too little, too late, or um, yeah, it's all been done. It's not done. really a deep cut. It's like no, a, they've got a like. It's like they've got it's their like a mandatory songs, yes. and then they've got a B list that they just kind of rotate through a lot of the time. And they don't do much else outside of that, no. which is disappointing. I mean, even when we saw them, uh, I think the second time we saw them, they played the Great Provider. We've talked yeah. about that, and it's like that was crazy. We looked at each other, we're like, "What, what? is yeah. going on?" <laughs> but they don't do that as much anymore. No. You know, they'll, they'll, they've played um, Blame It On Me a lot, which is great. I, it's one of my favorite songs, but yeah. like they don't, um, yeah, they don't, they don't play deeper cut. You know, you're not going to hear uh, humor of the situation or you're right. not going to hear. Uh, and it, yeah, it feels like if they were to do that with, with how many albums they have and right. what's expected yeah, of them course. to play, of they course. would have to do like a dedicated tour do to it. doing deep tracks. Do it. Which would Do a be smaller theater tour. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be all for it. I would pay so much more for that right. tour than I would for, for, for a yeah. normal one that right. I've seen. Right, that would That'd be, be fun. Maybe and maybe they will. Who knows? Maybe they will yeah. do something like that. Um, but, uh, but no, following for the first time is good yeah. track. Maybe good that'll track. be a uh, one of the top questions if we ever get a chance to interview him. That's like, actually not a bad idea. Would you ever do a tour that is? Yeah, yeah. Deep tracks only, or how do, deep yeah. cuts only? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll do that. Overall, we'll ask yeah. that if we ever get the chance. Um, okay, moving on. What's after this one? Convention years. Ah, yes. Now we're in the bath. That was a weird place to start that. Come on. We're in the bath. Yeah, a lot of my. 
it is sometimes a weird spot to start it. But a lot of my uh, methodology on choosing that mm-hmm. is just, oh, I did the last one, the chorus, or I don't want to do the chorus right, every time. Right. And what's a what's a good segment that yeah. fits into 20 seconds Fair or enough. so? That no, I'm I like, just like the, the specific. Yeah. Now we're in the bath. Yeah. What'd you, what do you think? What do you think? I think it's good. I think it's a good change of pace musically for the album. Yeah. Um, I really like the overall sound. It's more mm. quiet, but still pretty groovy. Yeah, I think this is that. Like, this is when I'm talking about the contemporary, like the yeah. the adult, like kind of. I don't want to say Maroon Fivey, early Maroon Fivey, but the kind of like like hard hitting drums. Yeah, no, kind of songs kind for of Jane. Like Jane. Um, uh, I think kind of like Jane. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> songs for Jane. It's just Jane. Like what is? Yeah. What is this um, a crossover? <laughs> no, I I like this song a lot, and I totally agree about the change of pace. Everything up to this point. Pinch Me being a slight exception has been sure. pretty um, uh, upbeat. And then this kind and of this just classic, slows down a bit. To, yeah. Yeah. And even that is still kind of fast. Yeah. Um, I like the song a lot about two coworkers fucking and then it being awkward afterward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think there are little things that are that are very relatable. Even the, I, I think one of the lines early on is something along the lines oh, yeah, of full stop. I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you were just telling me before this. Yeah, um, I most certainly was that. The, um, the line about um, uh, I've never been ashamed of my emotions, but kind of be, yeah. you know, like I think when you're dating, and again, not that I've had to worry about this for a while, but when you're dating, there's that feeling of like trying to play it cool. I have to wait to text them. I have to. Uh, what, oh, how do I yeah. respond? It's like I, I was I'm just telling you about that. Yeah, that that you were just telling me about. Um, and I just I hate that concept of like not uh, being able to actually be on it. Like say, hey, I really yeah. like you. And let's go do something, or let's let's keep dating, or as opposed to being like, okay, what do I say back to this? Like, I hate the game of yeah, it. I hate that. Yeah, I had a friend advise me like, oh yeah, you should like the rule is you gotta wait twice as long as they wait. I'm like, oh, that's such just, bullshit. That dude. seems yeah, so messed up. Yeah, it does. And I agree. I'm not. If I, I were to ever do that, I would feel so weird about it being such a conscious effort. Right, right. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I just couldn't handle that. I no. totally feel you, yeah. No, I think this is a fun song. I, I think um, this is one of the songs that I think is, like, very Steve-driven. Like, this is what yes. I talk about, you know, like, this sounds like stuff he'd release later on. Um, and I like that. I, I think it's Yeah, good this would blow my mind if BNL played this now. Yeah, yeah, so that would be weird. That... To pick this one up. <laughs> Kevin singing, now we're in the back. <laughs> um, all right, let's, let's keep it keep Next it one, keep it rolling. Sell, sell, sell. And in those harmonies at the end there. Not that that surprised me because he I no. know that he does, but I'd like I could I could like distinctly hear him. I kinda liked that. Um so we have a weird bit of history with this yeah, song where I, where I don't, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Because so, yeah. No go we, All right. So we shared a lot of music, like got a lot of our music from each other. Yeah, like you would or get Or maybe I, better sense I got a lot of my music from you. No, I think it was. Up. I think especially with B and L, it was a two way street where it'd be like, "Hey, I've got stunt, and you've got yes. maybe you should drive," and we would just share the download. Yes. Or, or like you know, yeah. And so somewhere along that way, this song got left off of our iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think both of us could be pretty particular at time wanting to like own our music. Yeah. And so not yeah. going on streaming services very right. often. Right. But listening to this at work on a streaming service, <laughs> I was like. 
what the hell is this? And I started looking into it and went on iTunes. I'm like, oh, I go from track five or six to eight. What the hell happened? The song has been here the whole time. And so I texted you. I was yeah. like, hey, do you also not have sell, sell, sell? What like, is yeah, going what on are you here? Talking about? So for like, ye- for I mean, eight or nine years, yeah, we did not know that this song existed. <laughs> and you know, what? I honestly feel like one time four or five years ago, I did see it online once. I went and like, listen, I was like, that's weird. But I yeah. never thought more about it afterward. <laughs> so yeah, so this song is almost new to newer to us, yes. which does really you know hit our credibility as BNL fans. But no, um, but it was very weird listening to this album again, getting ready for this podcast, and every time being like, oh, there's a right. new song in yeah. here. <laughs> so what do you think about it then? Uh, I like it, uh, but I feel like if I had to have picked one to have it accidentally one. left off of the album, <laughs> it, the right one, it would have been this one. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't. I think this is a lot like the one previous where I'm like, this is such a Steve song, like oh, the yeah. like the styling of it. Um, I don't know if I don't want to say like bossa nova and be completely wrong on that, but that sort of, um, it's a very specific style of song. Yeah. Um, you think of like Entourage from Page One, which is yep. very much like a salsa sort of. I don't know if that's right either. Sort of dancey song. This yeah, is a very a distinct mood. Yeah, no yeah. Idea. No, 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 no. I think that's right. Yeah, I think that's actually. Oh yeah. A very distinct. I know mood. my stuff. You're a dancer at heart. Yeah. I know. I know you. Um, so I, I think this song has a very obviously has a very distinct style. I think the Roman Polanski line didn't age very well, just because of <laughs> you know some possible legal things that have gone on with him. Oh, um, you know. But you know what are you gonna do? It was 2000, 1999, or the two, yeah. yeah when they were recording. Um, Hindsight is twenty twenty, baby. Exactly. Maybe they should just scrub that line. No, I I I I think I might agree with you about the whole like leaving it off thing because I think it is very distinct. But I also think it does showcase like I think most of their albums, if not all of them up until Steve leaves has a song like this where yeah. it's like a very distinct, you know, like I think of running out of ink on um, me or men, whichever one that one's on. I don't know if you remember that one, but yep. um, it's just, again, it's got a very distinct oh, style to it. And I like that. It's because it gives you a bit of a, a, a detour, a breath of fresh air yeah. um, for the main, the more poppy kind of standard stuff. So I, I, I like the song. It's not my favorite. Right. Um, I like the I like the Hollywood esque sort of lyrics, and I like towards the end where he goes, he just keeps going. The da 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 da. There's like four or five lines where he just like doesn't take a breath. Yeah. And it um, it's just that fast lyric stuff. So I like it. I like it. Not much else. What's next? I agree. Yeah. The next one is the humor of the situation. This is such a good. This is another great combo. Yeah. This and the next one. Yeah. Together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To me, this is up there with "Too Little, Too Late" and um, uh, shit. What's the one? (laughs) The one right after. for the first time. No, 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 no. Um, uh, never never do do anything. anything. It's the same tone. Yeah. I love it. It's so good, and I love the idea too. Like, fucking laugh at yourself. Like, things don't always have to be serious. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I love. If you will, you should enjoy the humor of the situation. (laughs) Oh. Genius. I love yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I love this song. It's I just it's... off the top of the dome. That's good. <laughs> you're just so, you're as witty as Steve and Ed and oh, Tyler yeah. and Jim. Thank you. And Kev. I, I, I love this song, man. I, I don't have anything negative to say about it. Yeah. This um, is the one, I don't know how it did commercially. I don't mm-hmm. think it was like a big hit, but this is one of the ones that I come back to a lot from this album. Agreed. I absolutely agree. Yeah. I love this song. Yeah. Um, and and this is one of those tracks where I don't have much else to say about it besides just I love it. Yeah. I think it's a ama- I think it's amazing. 
So, but not I love it the song. No, not I love it the song. I no. I love I love it. It meaning yeah. Don't throw that car off the, the bridge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I love the humor of the situation. Oh okay. okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> So, moving on to the next one? Yeah, let's one? just move on. Yeah, that's the combo. Point. That's so, the, uh, yeah. Yeah, the next one is Baby Seat. I love that little guitar. I, I think this song... We didn't talk. We haven't talked much about it besides the very beginning. The production on this song and this whole album is great. And I, I was gonna, I was thinking the same thing about the guitar. But you can hear the bass. You can hear Steve's vocals slightly push back, mm-hmm. um, kind of with that guitar riff front and center a little bit more. I love the production on this song in particular, and I completely agree. The guitar bit, the, the guitar riff is great. Um, the whole track is great. Yeah. Um, this is one that I sort of. Not recently, but like when I revisited this album a few years ago, rediscovered this one in helicopters. I was like, "Oh my gosh, these are so these are so good." good. Yeah, yeah, I love Baby Seat. Yeah, yeah. No, I we said that I we talked about how I told you that I was really going to struggle to critique this album. Yeah, and uh, this is definitely one of my favorites off the song. Yeah, off album. the album. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely one of my favorites. No, one of my favorite song. songs in this song is the um, song. Trying to be like objective. Uh huh. This song could be a little repetitive, yeah. But sure, I don't. Sure. sure. Yeah. That's kinda, all I well, could come up like with. Falling for to the first time, it. where it's kind of samey the whole way through. Yeah. It kind of just stays consistent. Yeah. Chugs. Yeah. But, but that doesn't detract anything for me. No, I like what they're doing. Like if it yeah. was if it was samey the whole time and it was a bad song, that would be one sure. thing. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. No, but I the, yeah, that's great. all I could come up with when right. trying to think about like critiques. Right. No, I, I hear you. That's all I got. I, I like this one a lot. Um, keep going, I guess. Just keep chugging. Yeah. Man, yeah, off hook is right. Let's uh, off the hook is that song before we forget. Which one? That one that we just listened to. Oh yeah, the song's off. Yeah, I thought you were like, wait, 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 wait. yeah. I didn't lead the into the, t- the song with the title. With the title. Yeah, yeah, we should do better at that. Um, I love this song, um, and I think when I was really, we, we might have talked about this before. When, when I was really, when we were really getting into BNL like heavy, yeah, I was dating this girl, um, who after the fact I found out towards the end of our relationship had cheated on me with six different guys. Um, which is really fun to find out. But this is one of those songs where obviously it's about it, Steve singing to, to the, the narrator singing blast? to a girl. No, we should not. <laughs> her name, no. Yeah. No, uh, he's singing to a girl, try, telling her like, you know, well, saying like, you know, you've let him off the hook so many times, but, you, you know, you're, you're going to snap or something's going to happen. You're finally yeah. going to leave. And I always felt relatable, related. I, I felt like the character that he was singing about um, where you, you, give them so many chances or you excuse so many things and you yep. still stay. Um, and I think there were a lot of moments in my, in my relationship with this girl where that happened. So I felt very, and I don't, it feels a little weak to say that, but I felt very empowered by this song. Think when I listened to it, because I was like, that thing's going to happen and I'm going to leave yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I felt a, a, I feel a very strong kinship to the song because I, it felt very relatable. And there's a couple more on everything to everyone that I felt the same way, but yeah, um, this song meant means a lot to me. I think it's really good. 
I know that I just like poured a lot out. I'm sorry. No, I just, I, <laughs> I, I think I have that. Yeah. I have feelings about that woman as well. <laughs> None of them good. Right. But <laughs> I don't think we should get into that. No, no, and, there were, there were a lot of red flags along the way. Yeah. Um, besides the, after the fact cheating thing. Um, sure. there was one time when, and I, I remember this specifically because it's just one of those weird, surreal moments. It's like 2010. This was 10 years ago that this happened just about. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. All in good time to come out. Yep. And I think it was for Valentine's Day or just that. as a gift. Mm-hmm. She got it for me. You got the Frisbee? No, 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 no. Was? That was, no, 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 no. This is, that, that's when she went to the show that yeah. I couldn't go to. No, she bought me the album as a gift. Ah, okay. But my mom also bought me the album as a gift. So you trashed her copy. No, no. I, I, this was screw that. <laughs> so my mom bought it for me. And then she bought it for me, and uh, I was listening. And I told her that I said, oh, "My mom bought me this too." And like she was mad at my mom because she's like, <laughs> "I was gonna get, you, I got you that. Like, why did she get it for you too?" And I was like, "Did you tell her?" No. I'm like, "Well, then why the fuck would she have known that?" Yeah. that like, yeah. And also, it's like it's not bad. I have two copies of yeah. the album now. So what do you want me to do? Not right. tell you that I have two and just kind of yeah. lie about it? Like, and then <laughs> I'm and not then, upset. Yeah. So anyway, so this is one of those songs I think about stuff like that where I'm like, that happened three months into our relationship and I didn't leave yeah. or like didn't make a bigger deal about it. So no, I've got a lot of those like red flags that come back and you're like later, you're like, what? How did I? Yeah. Just... Yeah. It, why, how did I not see that or leave? Yeah. In that? Yeah. How was that not the breaking point? And I, and I think so long ago, I think there's a lot of that in off the hook. A lot of those, like, yes. why didn't I leave then? Why didn't I recognize this then? So I love this song a lot. This one means a lot. It's a good track. This is a good track. What's next? We move on. Helicopters is next. Cool. This is only half a mile away from the attack. This is where my life changed in a day. Back. Buried in the dead of road and noise and close explosions. Political. Political. Oh, yeah. I, I like this one a lot. I love the, you didn't play it, but I love the intro of this song. Like, literally the opening of the, this is where the, like, the, the guitar. Yeah. I, I think it starts off really Yeah, cool. they have a lot of other cool guitar, like the, dit, dit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is one to me that's a lot like Baby Sounds just like that. Yeah, though that was I mean, I thought you played the track again. Yeah. Um I love this song. I think it's I think it's when I can when I re-listened revisited a few years ago, I was like, "Oh my gosh, Helicopters is great." It's really calming. It's calming in a weird way to me. Yeah. Even though it's talking it's, about it's bombs. It's like and... almost a little upbeat for how Well, I think they do that a lot. They do that a lot. They do a yeah. lot of dark lyrics over upbeat songs, and I yes. totally agree that this is one of those. Yeah. I think from what I read, I you know read the lyrics and read some comments, like kind of from the POV of a soldier, yep. um, kind of rethinking about what they've done. Oh, but I also think the the chorus, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the refrain of, or maybe it's the chorus of the "I'll be leaving soon," you know that they sing. Mm-hmm. Something about that seems universal outside of war. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, I thought about this a lot, and I'm I, I pose this question not having an answer. Yep. Songs like this, and in, in the general public that are trying to share a message about something uh and and the reason this came up was because the super bowl happened pretty recently and shakira and j-lo had a very um maybe you could say sexually charged um erotically charged halftime show did you see it at all yeah i saw it okay so kind of erotically charged but they were also trying to say a lot of political stuff. They had the Hispanic girls in cages that were singing. Yep. They had the flag that was the Colombian or the Puerto Rican flag and the American flag on the back. 
and they were trying to say some very powerful stuff. And, and I talked to someone about like, you know, maybe that stuff got lost because of how erotic some of the stuff, you know, trying to push like pole dancing and stuff, which I'm not saying anything negative about that at all. Um, but this idea that like, yeah, I didn't hear any articles or anything after, about after what they act about. Yeah. yeah any and, of the political. Right. Right. Which is a kind of a shame. And I think about songs like this too. I, I wonder songs like, not that this is a, a huge pop, public song but songs in general that are meant to be politically charged or empathetically charged um do they make an impact on people on society and i don't know if i have an answer you know do they I don't really think on a large scale but do you think i you know... wonder how many people listen to songs like especially like this where it's subtle right and pick up on even the fact that it's that it is politically right. charged they're just right. like oh maybe it's a story about a soldier yeah and well and I, and I don't necessarily think now that you mentioned that if they think about it if they think about it right and i don't necessarily think that maybe ed and steve or the or the songwriters are trying to do that you know i don't right. think they're trying to make a statement necessarily they're, they're just, just they're this is that's what they're inspired to write right. about i don't know if you've heard it but the killers released a track last year called land of the free um it was a one-off in yeah, January. I, I think I gave it a listen. And it's it, that one is like – and Brandon Flowers even said he's making a statement trying to say something about the state of America. And I think maybe that's a better example of what I'm thinking about is like that's right. very overly there's – a, there's a sign that my wife and I always joke about where he goes, we've got a problem with guns. <laughs> and then a whole choir sing – and I think it's really powerful, but it's also really funny, like isolated. Yeah. Um, so so we, we joke that that's, a, that's an inside joke in our house. But – I wonder, like, if there were fans who listened to and that. now with all of you. Right. <laughs> now with all of you, right. Yeah, if you ever come over to our house, you can come and say, we've got a problem with guns. Um, but I wonder if songs like that make a difference to fans. Like, if there is a fan who yeah. listens to that and then, you know, feels different about it afterwards. Because for someone like me, it reinforces the thoughts that I believe. But for someone else, it might do the opposite where they go, it reinforces what they believe, but it's on the opposite end of that spectrum. And I wonder if there's a middle ground where you listen to something and you go, oh, wow, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And I, and I don't have an answer for that. I don't know. I don't either. But I think this is a song, right, where he talks about, like, the he has the line that uh, something that loves their irony must hate the protest singer. Yeah. 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 Hearing that made me start to think about it more. Yeah. And I don't. That's true. That's a good. That is a really good line. I bet it has an impact on some people. It has to. Mm-hmm. I hope so. But I feel like most of the people that I talk to. Not most, but a lot of mm-hmm. people, when you talk about music, they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I don't even pay attention to the words. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, it's obviously going to miss most of the people. Exactly. Because it, it totally is. You rule that group out off the bat. And right. And the people that listen to the words aren't often like, like I struggle with getting meaning from stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. But, you know, I I've, I've I heard someone talk about this online once, and then I had the actual experience about it. Um, there's a whole, and I don't think BNL sing about this a lot, but I've heard uh, an artist I like called Frank Turner, mm-hmm. and then actually very like literally a week or two ago, Jason Isbell released a new song, um, and they have some, that one in particular is called "Be Afraid," and it's about being a musician or being somebody with a a, a an elevated stance in society yep. and using that to talk about politics. Or and yes. Frank's got a song like that where he said something. There's a line in it. It's called um, nineteen four fuck. Uh, 1940 something or the other um but it's about how how why are there nazis now and why are there like it's 2018 2019 um but he's got a line in there about um uh musicians 1933 uh but it's about a line about how musicians need to be quiet that the people who are like uh, politicians are saying musicians should be quiet not talk about politics like that's not their place but i also think like 
you like protest singing is like it's it goes back so so well, long. Well, it does, but it's also like if I'm as JD now and were to put a political post on Facebook, which yeah. I don't do, or on let's say Instagram, put something political on, on Instagram, I would do that because I feel empowered. I, I want to share something. I feel strong enough to share it. And then come that let's just say I you know I became a famous movie star or musician or whatever. You're still gonna have convictions. Yeah. And you're still going to want to share your feelings on stuff. So how come now that you're famous, you can't do that? You know what I mean? This is, like, why Why do people think yeah, that? I, just because you have more of a platform and it's easier yeah. to influence. But right. some would say that's the beauty of this country. <laughs> is that we have a little thing called the First Amendment. Where you can share your views with anybody. I've, so some I, would say you could say whatever the fuck you want. With <laughs> no repercussions. And still become president. And still be, oh. But anyway, so... Um, so I, I read something online about this one. It's about this idea of musicians and whatever. And someone used the example of, like, people who love Springsteen but don't like his politics. Yeah. And it's, like, to a degree – and th- their point was, like, a lot of musicians, their music is so politically charged that you can't say that. Like, And, yeah. I, and this happened. I have a coworker, great, great guy. He leans conservative. That's totally fine. But and but he's one of the biggest Springsteen fans I know. Like, he's seen him 20, 30 times over the past 30 years. Yeah. But he told me, he goes, you know, I don't really care much for the politics and stuff like that. And when he goes on, like, the little rants. But to the words? That's my point. <laughs> but he goes, but I love the music. But it's that thing of, but the music's political. So what like, do you like about the, the U- music then? Because... Right. Like, are, that, and that's, and that's the, but that kind of pr- is my yeah. point where I feel like people don't listen. Like, if you can say, right. I don't like Springsteen's politics, but I love his music. And then you can listen to Born in the USA, which is a little bit, that's the song that kind of gets overly used all the time when it yes. is really anti-war to a degree and political. Right. But, but like, it's just used as a patriotic. How, like... Yeah. But it's such an obvious example of that, that I start to doubt the idea that people will actually be affected by it because that's a very, you know, we talk about this being yeah. really subtle and not a well-known track born in the usa is a very well-known track and not as not that subtle and people don't catch it right or they specifically say i don't care for the politics so like you can obviously be a huge fan of somebody and not care about their politics which is disappointing but that's because i like music and politics so yeah <laughs> but that's what i'm saying I, I think it misses most people but but that some, doesn't mean it doesn't affect anybody that's true that's very true yeah yeah that's true well anyway um moving off from politics what's next uh, next is the kind of last track. Well, well, I'm going to separate it into both. Sure, so we'll that's play fine. a little that's segment fine. from both. Yeah. But this is the first part, uh, number 12. Tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. The worst part was hitting the ground. Not the feeling so much as the sound. Can't help but wonder all this is real. Because tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. So they, Stuff. so he still plays the song live. Like the next night that I, that yeah. after the, the night before and after I saw him, he played this. And so like Steve still sings this song for good reasons. It's fucking good. It is really good. It's scary though, man. You were making some motions scary. on some of those yeah. lyrics. I mean, some of that, like, it's <laughs> not the feeling. The so much part the sound. Is, yeah. The oh. sound that's, it's hard to like think about yeah. a car crash and be like, Ooh. And, w- and one thing I love about this is uh, I've, I've, I remember reading about this when I listened to the song when the album came out. The the um, you're the last thing on my mind is very ambiguous about and from what I've read about what he means by that. Yeah, is he talking about like a person that he's was he? Yeah, is he talking about you're the last thing I'm thinking about as I'm dying, or you were the furthest thing from yes. my mind? Well, you know, like what is he saying with that line? I took it as furthest thing. My, That's what I took it my, as uh, initially too. Yeah, yeah. my uh, my lovely notes on this were. Pretty harsh. (laughs) (laughs) 
but it could also be really really adorable yeah like or maybe it was a thing of like you know because he says it earlier in the song when he's driving you're the last thing that's on my mind it's the morning so my voice is worse than it normally is um but you know but (laughs) but he says at the beginning and a part of me almost thinks like maybe that part he's saying i wasn't even thinking about you and now he's saying as he's dying she's the last thing on his mind i don't know but like it's yeah, open to I hadn't thought about it that way. None of it's but wrong. That is, I love the duality of that. Yeah, exactly. I, I I completely agree. Musically, the most unique track on the album, I think. You got the banjo plucking in the background. Yep. It sounds like a great a carn- breakout moment. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a carnival to me, or a circus is what I've always felt like. Because yeah, it feels like a carousel boom, boom. almost. Yeah, yeah. I love this song. It's an interesting song to end on, and it's definitely like a fan favorite deep cut. Yes. Um, not very commercial, obviously, but uh, a great song. It's an interesting choice to go and combine with the hidden track, too. Yeah, yeah. Because it does flow with that, like, I guess there's a little pause between, but when you, like, listen to the song separately, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's that much together to do to with. Me. To do, I would say to do with the, the hidden track or the rest of the album, because yeah. I think it's so musically different that like the closest is maybe go home because they're both kind of yeah I don't know I don't so know. why yeah I don't know why they put it as a hidden song instead of just thirteen yeah that was kind of a th- it's still kind of a thing they used to yeah. do a lot not them but bands used to do that a lot more where like there'd be a hidden track at the end of a track but it was always called untitled <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, but the hidden track is, or actually is called untitled not called untitled right like, yeah it'd yeah. be an untitled track <laughs> right. Um, Hidden Sun, which was written while Kevin was in the hospital. Yeah. Um, let's play it, play, 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 play. I'm sorry, I'm broken. Play that. Yeah, here it is. Inside ourselves, a hidden sun that burns and burns. Never does any harm to anyone. So, is this the best Kevin song yet? Yes. Yet, yes, for sure. I mean, yes. I don't think there's been that much Kevin, that many Kevin songs no. have there been. I don't know if there's a dedicated, but no. But this definitely is, and I would even say moving forward, one of his best, not his best oh, overall. Yeah. Um, but... I think this style really fits his voice. Well, I I completely agree. I completely agree, and and I think he has a tendency. And I'll uh, weirdly, I think maybe my favorite Kevin song is on "Me or Men." Um, I'm forgetting which one it's yeah. on, but. He has a tendency to be very sentimental in his lyrics. Oh, yeah. Very, very hard on his sleeve. And for me, that makes his songs either absolutely amazing or beautiful or incredibly cringy. And there doesn't, there hasn't been, like, yeah. I honestly, with most of Kevin's songs, I either love them or hate them. Yeah. And this is one that I love. I think Hidden Sun is beautiful. And I completely agree that the musical tone fits his voice splendidly. Yeah, it's got the it's slower. It's got some mm-hmm. great harmonies in there. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful piano. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. It's it's really yeah, it's really emotional. It. Very pretty. Um, a song I used to listen to a lot when I was trying to go to sleep. I had like a sleep playlist. I mm-hmm. put this on there. It's really pretty. Um, so that does it. That That's it, right? Concludes. Well, room. well, no, you know what? I I think Powder Blue is a is an important enough song. Do you have that loaded up by chance? I do. I did not just cut play, it, but just I can just play the beginning. Play a, yeah, play a bit. Um, well, play like twenty seconds in. Or something like that. Powder Blue was a was a B side, I think, right? Yeah. It was a B side to um, Pinch Me. Um, here we go. Yeah, I'm talking over it now. With each mistake, you either bend or break. With 
And then it has a huge break where it explodes yeah. a couple of times. And this is a song that I definitely appreciated more after I watched the live video and then also saw it live. I've always liked it, but those explosions with Steve's vocals are beautiful. I, I like that track a lot. I think it stands up along most of the tracks on that album. Yeah, um, and that was released with a, with a single with the Pinch it was, Me single? It was a B-side to Pinch Me. Yeah, okay. it was the second or third track on Pinch Me single. Yeah, it's great. It's good well, stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Um, overall, I still I stand by what I said earlier. I think this is their best album, and also my favorite album by them. I think it's it's as perfect as Bare Naked Ladies can get. I I, I really really think that. Yeah, um, this is definitely top two or three. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to make an argument against. Do you know much on this album? I don't I don't know if I can still call it favorite. That's fair. We'll oh, that's get there. Fair. Um, what do you do? You know the Naked song that was recorded for this one? Um. Do you know or do you oh, want to guess? Oh, I think I read it, but I don't remember. Is this the one that's the last album they did it on? I think it is, that's, and that's what I'm trying to confirm right now. So I, then I think it's – I read between – we're doing everything to everyone next. Yes. And in reading about both of those albums, I remember reading that this is no, the last it, album they did it it's on. It's not. There's one more, okay. but I'll, I'll – So then I don't – No, because I know the next one, I think. What's the next – the next one's called Sign the one on the up. album. No, see, the, 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 everything to everyone was the yeah, last it's album a, recorded. it's a B-side that I don't know. Yeah, That's, yeah, it's called Sign I, Me yeah. Up. Um, and it was the last one they recorded. So, no, so, so take I a guess. So, I don't know about this one. Um, I said take a guess. I don't care if you don't know. Guess. I don't know. I know. So, guess. God damn it. <laughs> uh, something more upbeat, maybe go home? Final answer? Final answer. No, it was a uh, situation. Damn. I, I think that so was a good close. guess, though. That was a, that was a pretty good guess. Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's do favorites and least favorites. Favorites and least favorites. Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Guessing yours. Yep. I think we might have the same on this one. I think your favorites pinch me. Yep. And then I think your least favorite is sell, sell, sell. Yep. Yeah. That was that was pretty easy. And I'm gonna go exactly the same. I think so. Yeah. You know. And it's hard no, going. No. Like I'm gonna. No? I'm actually gonna say. I'm gonna say go home would be my least favorite. Okay. I think sell, sell, sell is unique enough. You're just trying to get ahead on points. <laughs> I, I, dude, we haven't kept track since the fucking first episode. I don't know. We have because it's a tie. That's that's all I know. Oh. It oh, was shit. a tie, okay. I guess. Well, now I'm up by one. Until yet. But you know what? No, but Screwed I... Screwed me out of no, it. No, let's, let's keep calling it a tie because I, I'm i deciding that now in the moment after yeah. you guessed and I said yes. So we're, we're still tied. I do think... I think Go Home is maybe slightly better, but I think Sell, Sell, Sell showcases something that comes up a lot on their next albums stylistically. And yes. I really like that for it. And like I think we talked about it a little, but it's hard to, because we didn't have sell, sell, sell. It's hard to think about it. As it's hard to think yeah. about it. Yeah. It's probably biased as yeah, to why exactly. that's my least favorite. Exactly. But um, that does it. Great album. Great album. Great um, album. Let's, um, let's wrap it up quick and let's do um, something fantastic. All right, so do you so, have something prepared? Yeah. All right, go for it. Uh, so I am going to recommend The Witcher to all you folks. Uh, Everything about it. Oh, I was going to say, okay. So there's there's the games, there's the books, there's this now the series recently came out. And I just, everything yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. I got into the books and the uh, games about the same time. Mm-hmm. And just yeah. so good. I've, I've played a couple games recently that made me rethink this, but for the past few years, I've I have said that The Witcher Three is my favorite video game I've ever played. 
like straight up. Yeah, The yeah. Witcher Three is really it, it's critically amazing. acclaimed. It's beautiful, so man. good. Yeah, the first two are a bit dated. If sure. you're into the series, if you like the books, I would mm-hmm. recommend them for sure. sure. Story wise, they're great, but I mean, obviously, the graphics and stuff don't hold up. And well, yeah, but that's fine. And the series, I think, was fantastic. The show. A lot of people who were really into the books are not happy. Oh, is that true? Oh, I didn't know that. It's a direct, they call it an adaptation, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of little things that change, some arguably big. But Sure. I mean, when has a series been exactly. perfect? Well, and, and, and why that's the, just, I also, yeah. part of you me You can choose to like, be nitpicky, or you can just be happy enjoy, that you're getting something. Well, and also enjoy, and enjoy what it for is. what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I personally would not want a direct one-for-one remake of a book that I read. Yeah. They're going to take not only liberties, but they're going to make creative changes to make it work better as a show yes. or a film. That's good. That's okay. And also, I, I, I don't know if you and I talked about this, but um, I used to work for SourceFed, right? And Steve yep. Zaragoza and um, Mike Falzone have a podcast called um, – uh, what's it fucking called? Um, Dynamic Banner. And they were talking about Star Wars – and they were compl- it was right before um uh, the last Jedi came out or sorry yeah. the Rise of Skywalker came out and they were, and Steve was kind of complaining about it and Mike made an interesting point about like okay but if this movie's bad why does that affect the other movies that are good like why does that make yeah those why less... does it take away from right. the original it was an interesting point because objectively it shouldn't right so like you know if, the, if you don't like the show that shouldn't affect your view on the books or the games but at the same time as a fan of something it does like you want the whole thing to be good yeah when there's a piece that's not so that's good no i but yeah if you're into fantasy yeah if you like reading and what i'll say though go for it if you're in a series go for it there's a yeah. little bit of there's everything there i am not a fantasy fan overall yeah. i i watched four seasons of game of thrones and cannot give less of a fuck about that show um growing up you were huge into lord of the rings you and your parents team were. danny all the way okay baby. good for you I'm, i don't care <laughs> um uh when you say team danny i think of danny zuko from greece so i'm assuming you're team danny from greece but um you and your nope. dad are huge lord of the rings fans oh yeah um and i've seen all the movies besides i've seen the original trilogy i like them uh they don't do much for me you know i don't adore them but right. something about the witcher is just amazing i love it so much the show the yeah. i didn't ever there's the a books. lot of humor in sapkowski's writing so there's a lot <laughs> of it yeah. <laughs> right, right and then they play into a little bit of that and a lot of the humor from the games as well in the series mm-hmm. yeah um, it's good but yeah yeah I, it's I, not strictly fantasy for some there's a lot of other elements that there are people if yeah. that's not your thing that's true so all right, i've got a book that i read in december December. Um, Ooh, I read it a couple months ago. It's called Exit West, Exit and it's West. by Mohsin Hamid or Hamid. I'm gonna. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. Um, it is so. Uh, I read a lot growing up, and then during college and you know early twenties, I kind of just stopped. Like I just didn't read a lot. Yep. In the past two or three, I say past three or four years, I gotten back into it. Re- you know, try to read a book a month. It's not a huge. It's not like a crazy. Um, it's a pretty hefty schedule. pace. It's not compared to the, how, <laughs> how how many books my wife reads and like other fans that I know read. Um, so anyway, I read this book off of a recommendation um, from Jeffrey Fink, uh, who is a podcaster. He's on I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, and he also co-created um, I Only Listen to the Night. I only or I, is it called I Only Listen to the Night Vale universe? Uh, I Listen yeah, to the Mountain yeah. Goats and, and Night Vale. Um, uh, welcome to Night Vale. God damn. Uh, so anyway, so he he we were listening. I was listening to I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats, and he kind of offhand recommended it. And he but he mentioned something about it being what he thinks a modern classic. And so I was like, okay, okay. I'll give it a go. So very basically, so it's it? about what's that? Is it? Yes, a modern classic. It absolutely is. So it's it very basically about a couple um, in their early twenties, I believe, in in a unnamed Middle Eastern country 
that is being uh, – where there's civil wars going on, right, like in, in modern times. It's about them trying to escape and trying to um, – on a very meta level and on a very literal level escape yeah. um, where they are and who they've been and stuff. But they both have different views of where they've been. And I, I, you know, that's the very basic kind of summary, but so much happens where it takes an interesting turn, obviously. And, and um, a lot of themes are explored, but it's one of two books that I've read in the past four or five years that I've stopped and gone. This is one of the best books I've ever read. Like full stop. Um, like I read The Outsider by Stephen King, which is on HBO right now as well. Okay. Um, that's one of his more recent books. And that was a page turner. Like I literally was knocking out a hundred pages a day on that book. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but that was like an entertainment book, you know? Right. And I and I think it was it was very well done. But like Exit West is one that's like stayed with me and made me think a lot about um, migration and refugee issues. and um, But not like in a political way, just like in a very emotional way. Yeah. Um, so it, it is – it's short. It's like 250-some pages. It's, it is his, I'll say this too, not to keep bragging or not talking about it. His prose, the author's writing is yeah. some of the best writing I've ever read. It is beautiful. It is very poetic. And, um, it's also, it, it keeps you hooked, right? So it's not like, um, it's not boring. And, right. I, and there are books that I've read that I love that there's a lot of boring sections, right. but like I, I felt the other book I'll, I'll say that I felt this with is, um, the ocean at the end of the lane by Steven, um, by, uh, Neil Gaiman. Which I had never read Gaiman before. Was the I've always wanted to I try read. Gaiman. You would love you would love Gaiman, dude. Like America, I've read American Gods. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's the one uh, that always sticks not out. Angels and Demons. Good Omens. Um, good. I, I would read Good I Omens first, did. actually. Um, Angels and Demons. No, not Angels and Demons. <laughs> um, but but I read Ocean at the End of the Lane first because it was there at the oh, library that was Tom one Hanks. day. Yeah, Tom Hanks wrote that, obviously. Yeah. But but Ocean at the End of the Lane was the same where it just stuck with me. And I just think about it a lot all the time. So I would recommend Exit West. It's a beautiful book. Yeah, beautiful I had never book. heard of it, but I will have to check that out. All right. Yeah, anything to plug? Nope. I got my my album is out, King Ink, Lost Machines. I keep looking because it's right there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not just – yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's good, mostly. I like it. I enjoy it. Played a couple shows recently. Played some songs from it. Can't be that. It's not that recent. I enjoyed them. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's on – you can see it on iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um. Not too many like bare naked ladies influences directly, but I think lyrically there's some. Yeah. But but, um, but uh, yeah. What about you? Anything to plug? No, not really. I can't really plug. My, <laughs> you can't plug uh, your job. My, my brewing, my home brewing <laughs> yeah. is not available to the public. <laughs> yeah, not yet. Once we have it, a name. Once it takes but off. It, yeah. Well, once it takes off, you'll share once the name. Once it takes you can off, tell, you can tell there's search for Sintra Brewing, and it's probably you like would already know Sintra Brewing. Yeah, it works. Yeah, it's, it's good. That's it's hops and it's from The Witcher. That's pretty good. All right, that's it. Bye. All right, bye.